Many of us know that sunlight is a great source of vitamin D. I created the Vitamin D podcast in hopes that I could create a space where we could all come together and benefit one another by shedding our own light on various topics. We get real, raw, and vulnerable about relatable shit. Some episodes I'll be solo, some episodes I'll have guests or homies, but you can always count on getting your daily dose of vitamin D. Hello! What's poppin'? What's up, guys? I mean, mm, I mean, I guess it's guys and girls. Mm. Hello, lovely world. Yeah, intros aren't really my thing. Let's just cut to the chase. All right. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Vitamin D podcast. We have a special guest on the show today, and I am so thrilled to have her on here. She is many things, but to name a few, she is a Gymshark athlete. She's a certified personal trainer. She's a newly, she's newly a fitness app owner, which I cannot wait to hear more about that. She is also an influencer, but an influencer who truly embodies that word. She really uses social media in such an uplifting way by speaking on mental health, body image, travel, things that are going on in the world, but speaking on them in such a way that is open and honest and genuine. I really find myself relating to so much of what she speaks on. And from the outside looking in, I'm interested in a lot of the things that she is interested in too. And so um, I've been following her for a while now on Instagram, but uh, I'm extremely excited to have her as our first special guest this year. And I'm grateful for this time to connect with someone new through podcasting. And I'm just ready to dive into all these topics. So without further ado, our special guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is Natalie Bali. Did I say your last name right? Yes, you did. I'm actually Yay! so impressed because Yay! I get all kinds of different variations. So yes, you did. Yes. Okay, good, 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 good. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. I'm so, so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Um, so we'll start off uh, with when you created um, your Instagram, did you intend to get so much out of it or was it just something you created and then it just kind of took off? Yeah, so actually I created it my sophomore year of college after I had transferred from a school that I hated my freshman year um, to mm -hmm. Ohio State. And I just, my freshman year of college, I didn't really find my group of people, didn't really connect with anyone. So I was spending a lot of time in the gym, um, didn't really like the party scene and just didn't really find my way there. And so when I transferred, I figured that that was going to solve all my problems. I was going mm -hmm. to make so many friends, have so many plans and just be thriving. And uh, that really was <laughs> not the case. And I found myself going to the gym constantly. I really, really enjoyed it. I've been active my whole life and I played sports growing up, but I was never like the most athletic. I just enjoyed the physical activity, like working yeah. out aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So um, my sophomore year, I got really, really into the gym and I was constantly <clears throat> like taking pictures of myself and posting them on my Snapchat and my Instagram. Yeah. And I didn't really get a lot of hate from people that I knew, but I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, 
people that I went to high school with probably don't want to see my gym selfies. Like I'm just going to make a separate (laughs) account where I can share everything that I want to without worrying um, if other people are judging me or just kind of like, what is this girl doing? So I created that October of my sophomore year, which would have been 2017. And it didn't really catch on at first, which was fine. That wasn't my intention with it at all. It was just kind of to um, document my progress, share what was going on in my life. I was really coming to terms with the mental health issues I was having at that time as well. um, Because I grew up in a place where nobody really talked about that. So when I went away to college and was experiencing a lot of anxiety and finding myself depressed, I didn't really know what that meant. I just kind of thought I was crazy. And so um, it took me about a year and a half to kind of come to terms with that and learn what I was actually experiencing. And that was all happening at the same time I had created my account. So I was sharing all of those things and some people that I knew followed it and some random people on the internet. And then May of 2018 is when it really started to take off. And that was kind of the point where I was posting consistently almost every day, sharing my workouts, sharing my meals and how I was Mm -hmm. tracking my macros and all of that stuff. And then from there into my junior year, it really just continued to grow. That's when I started working with Gymshark later in my junior year, selling workout programs. So it didn't take off right at first, and it was never really my intention to do so. But I'm so grateful because the more I shared on there, the more I realized, like, this is what I'm really passionate um, about talking about and sharing and helping other people figure out for themselves. So yeah, that was kind of a super long and drawn out answer to that question. But yeah, but that was great. That it really just great. snowballed from me wanting to um, not show everyone I went to high school with those pictures if they didn't want to see them right. to, uh, to now. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that actually leads into like what, what I was going to ask next because when I was going to ask, so like when you started that account, you said you basically were just doing um, like your workouts and stuff at yes. first, maybe. Yeah. So then when you started to maybe kind of speak on mental health more and stuff, how did, was that like, did you get a positive, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, man, I can't think of the word. Yeah, no, positive response or feedback. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. And no, I was a little bit hesitant about it because obviously I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just right. speaking on my personal experience. And sometimes it's not only hard to open up about those things, but it's at least for me, sometimes hard for me to like put those into words that I actually mean. Like I, know what I'm experiencing but to put it into words and verbalize it to someone else to like explain how you're feeling can be a bit challenging so I think if I got a negative response it was more from myself kind of beating Mm -hmm. myself up saying well that's not exactly how I wanted to word that or like I can't elaborate in the ways that I want to just because I don't have the vocabulary to do so Um, not saying that I'm like uneducated, but like sometimes (laughs) it's really hard to put those feelings into words and sentences. Um, but I would say overall, I've gotten a really great response from, um, sharing Mm -hmm. my mental health and that, um, excuse me. I think that kind of sets me apart from other people because like I said, initially I was really just sharing my workouts Mm -hmm. and unfortunately, and unfortunately, I guess there's two sides to every coin. That really got me great engagement. Like if we're talking Instagram algorithm, 
um, mm-hmm. that really got me a lot of traction, a lot of attention, engagement, followers, likes, all of those things that you ideally would want as an influencer online. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as I started straying away from that and just not posting every day or sharing things that were not um, fitness related and more mental health, or, <clears throat> excuse me, mental health related or spiritual wellness related, um, I don't think I ever got like a negative response, but I definitely got less engagement, people unfollowing, people just seeming like less um, interested in what I had to say, because I think in the world that we live in, everyone is so focused on their physical being and their physical body. And if you're not telling them how to lose weight, um, a lot of people lose interest because they're not tapped into that part of themselves yet, where they're, they're being aware of their mental and spiritual wellness. Um, So I think that there's definitely a bit of a disconnect. My audience is also primarily like women between the ages of 18 and 24 and so Mm -hmm. on the younger end of that spectrum like I think that's just a lot to digest and um like when I was 18 if I were following myself online I'd be like what the hell is this girl talking about like yeah 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 I don't know I feel the same about myself yes and so I think (laughs) that um my page has definitely evolved with the people who resonate with what I'm saying Mm -hmm. um yeah, I think that just like for the younger age group there, it not everyone, but I'm just like reflecting on my own experience as an 18 year old. Um, I don't think I would have really um, resonated with what I'm saying now. So right. But I've never gotten anyone like making negative comments about me sharing my mental spiritual health. Um, it's yeah. more just a lack of interest, I think more so. Yeah, I definitely agree with the disconnect because, but I I feel like 18 year old me was definitely more concerned about how I looked and not about actually living a healthy lifestyle, like, you know, so it's a lot different now that I'm older because, you know, I think yeah, like you said, it's so focused on the physical appearance, yes. but healthy looks different in so many ways. And like, if I feel good and I don't look good to somebody else, like, I mean, whose problem is that? I Absolutely. Agree, you know, so, I agree. I also um, think that people like to look at things that quote unquote motivate them. I don't always think it's necessarily a healthy motivation, but like, mm-hmm younger uh, again speaking from my own personal experience when I was younger I literally would like print out pictures of like skinny women and be like I want to look like that and I would put them up on my walls and be like I want to be skinny I want to be toned I want to be in shape and not that I don't share pictures of myself like looking fit but it's less of a focus like I just feel like when I look at my Instagram page now it's less a focus on my physical being like obviously I want to look put together but um I'm not like oh my god look I lost 10 pounds and like I look so good and skinny and tiny or on the flip side of that like look I look so shredded and jacked and like I've been really training hard and I think that that's what a lot of people want to see because they think that's what keeps them motivated whereas I'm trying to make my page a space for you to come and get inspiration from me to just be yourself and focus on right. what that looks like for you as opposed to you trying to look like me or anyone else. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that a lot of people are starting to use the space to do more of that. Like, obviously, there's still people like 
that just are disconnected with that kind of thing. But yeah. I do see a lot more people, you know, going towards those kinds of things. Like I, I used to have my old Instagram and I was like, man, this sucks. Like I don't talk to half of these people like anymore or, you know, like I'm not actually connecting on here. It's just like, I'm trying to post stuff that I think these people would want to like. So then, you know, I kind of just started over fresh and that's when I kind of just, yeah, I just posted like real life stuff that I like that more, but, uh, yeah. And you will attract a more authentic audience to you and like what you're sharing. Like the people who are attracted to those things will follow you and those who don't align with that won't and that's okay that was like a really hard lesson for me to learn because I was like I just want everyone to like me and like tell me I'm great and that's not always the case you want people who align with your values and message and not just people following you to have a number next to your name that doesn't that's not important it really doesn't hold a lot of significance so yeah Absolutely. Um, you said in 2018 was when you got with Gymshark. Yeah, so I'm actually approaching my two year. Uh, I don't I don't really want to call it an anniversary, but I signed with them two years ago this upcoming February. Yeah. So that's awesome. The craziest experience of my life, like reflecting on it. And now I can't believe it in my days. Um, I will never forget when I got mail from one of their sponsorship man. I was like, this is fake. One of my friends is a prank on me. I don't believe this. I was literally in the gym Wednesday in September. I will never forget. And at my job, I was like, this is not real. I believe this. Um, and then we just kind of continued to stay in contact with one another. They flew me out January of 2019. Wait. Hold on. Let me do the math. Actually, it was... February 2019, I get my years mixed up and it still feels like 2020. Oh yeah, me too. So it was February of 2019 that I signed with them, but they reached out to me September of 2018 and we just kind of kept in contact, built up a relationship and then they flew me and my mom out to the UK January of 2019, which was literally the most surreal experience of my life. I'm like, this is not real. Like, I cannot believe this is happening. The fact that they was that know, your first time overseas? Yes, it was incredible. That's, awesome. That's actually the first time I've ever left the continental United States. I've been to Canada twice before, um, but that was my first uh, and actually only other time out of the country. And yeah, it was incredible. So cool. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My mom is from Scotland, but oh my we gosh. haven't gone over there. We haven't gone over there in so in a really really long time. And we actually planned to go last year, but then obviously like Corona was yeah really high, so we kind of canceled that. But yeah, hopefully we can go sometime soon. It's been a really long time. I haven't gone since I was like a baby. Yeah, it's such a beautiful so. part of the world. Hmm. Um. How has it, how has Gymshark kind of, I guess, changed your life? Yeah, literally in so many ways, I can't even believe. For starters, my closet is overflowing at all times, (laughs) um, which is a blessing in disguise. But sometimes I'm like very overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that I have. Um, Right. Just the connections. And the one thing that I really love about Gymshark, and it's not something they harp on all the time, but it's just, they make it... um, like known and felt and that is like we 
are working with you because of you and not because we want you to be like any other one of our athletes or any other person like personality on the internet and I love that because I really am great at comparing myself to other people and I don't want to say like I'm great Mm -hmm. at it like it's a good thing I mean I'm great at it as that is like my default mindset like when I see someone else Mm -hmm. doing something something I'm really really working on because it's not in like a hateful way like I am happy for that person but I Mm -hmm. always inevitably compare my achievements or lack thereof to them um and so yeah that has been something that has really been I mean and it's still happening but a transformative process to my mindset in that like this brand wants to work with me because of the things that I'm personally doing and that I personally embody and not to make me fit into a box that someone else has created for themselves and have been really successful at so that is just like one of the greatest things also the other thing that I love about Gymshark is like Everyone who works for that company, besides maybe like three or four people, are under the age of 30. So most everyone that I'm in contact with is pretty similar to me in age. And it doesn't feel like a super, and I've never like worked in an office before, but I just, based on what I see on TV and like hear from my parents' jobs, like there (laughs) is a hierarchy of power in the office right or in the workplace and obviously that holds true with any company including Gymshark but it just seems like at least on my end like I feel like it's a much more collaborative process um because Mm -hmm. I'm closer in age with these people and I just really enjoy that like my new so they just opened an office in Denver the like an American office and so up until this year all of our sponsorship managers have been located in the UK so there's like a bit of a time change and just kind oh, of yeah. it's not the most convenient and right. since they opened offices in America they hired new sponsorship managers for American athletes and this is actually it is like one of my favorite things um currently working with the company I just graduated in May and so did my sponsorship manager we're literally the same age it is just so lovely to like talk to someone <laughs> and be able to bounce off ideas to someone who feels like a friend Definitely. Um, as opposed to like someone older than you like I can't imagine corresponding with a 40 year old man or woman trying to like tell them what <laughs> I think is happening on social media versus what they're telling me is happening with the brand and social media like right it's just so I it's so um what's the right word so unique that mm-hmm. it's such a young company and there is so much room yes. to grow like I just feel like the opportunities not only for athletes but the employees are incredible and I love that yeah that's really really I like that they embody the uniqueness of everybody and you know that going back to what you said like I mean, we live in a society, I feel like, where they make it very easy to compare to everything. You know, we're constantly seeing what this person just got, what this person just bought, you know? And so it's sometimes hard to, like, be in the moment and be like, man, like, I'm just grateful for this, like, what I have right here. Like, I don't even necessarily need all those things. Absolutely. But, um, But, yeah, I think, you know, we have to blame some of that on just how society has yes and just how social media has grown to be a place of yeah it's a blessing and a you know just depending on how you use it it can be a blessing or a curse you know just like a lot of things but yeah I think just being at least on my end like being mindful about 
the content I'm consuming, how much and from who and how often um, has really helped me get or helps me move away from the mindset of comparison. Because I don't want to say I don't compare myself because I do all the time, but I'm Mm -hmm. much quicker to like catch myself when it's spiraling into a place of negativity. Um, But I think that's just the nature of how social media, specifically Instagram has grown to be because like I'm on Twitter I never find myself comparing to my- myself to other people on Twitter. But yeah, when you get on yeah, Instagram definitely. and you're seeing like the <laughs> physical, <vibe>. visual <laughs> photos of what people look like, what they're doing, what their day, like what you said, what they just got, what they just bought, what they're doing with their lives, their newest project, it can be extremely overwhelming and hard not yeah. to say, well, like to stop and think, well, what am I doing? Like, how do I match Literally. up with this person? Yeah, And that's really not the point of social media I think we've just created the environment for that to be very prevalent yeah it can definitely make you think like well am I doing enough to like reach what I want to do like they're the same age as me and they're they've got this that and this you know but it's it's definitely crazy but I think um I love that they I, I definitely noticed that Gymshark has a ton of different you know the uniqueness is I definitely agree on yeah. that. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I was just thinking before we got on this call, I was thinking, uh, I was just thinking about how I feel how quickly Gymshark has just grown to be like such a huge company. And I, and like, that's crazy that mostly everyone is under 30. I love that. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure like when when we went into the office, I want to say 30, it might be 35, but everyone in there looked like they were in their 20s besides maybe a handful of people. But um, the other thing is, I don't know about the American office, but the UK office was again, never worked in an office building. I've been in them before. I've seen them before, but like it, the whole entire, there's two floors and it's completely open. Like everyone's desk, it's just like long tables with, um, oh. everyone has their own monitor, but it just feels like such a collaborative environment. Like there are no cubicles, yeah. there are no walls in between each, like <laughs> there's a sponsorship section, there's a customer <clears throat> service section, there's a design team. And like, everyone is just kind of like in an open space. I mean, it is organized, but That's like, awesome. it right. feels just so collaborative. And I love that. Yeah, that's definitely, like, the ideal office space, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> After you went to the UK, did that, like, spark any like you wanted to travel more oh my gosh or was (laughs) yeah um I think I caught the travel bug like early 2019 and then my mentor at the time who has become one of my really close friends was at uh maybe right before that again my timeline is all messed up time does not feel real to me anymore after 2020 (laughs) like looking back I'm like how old was I when I did that and like what's today like I know today's the ninth, but I woke up. I'm like, is it Friday? Is it Saturday? Is it Sunday? I, I do that all the time. Yeah. I definitely relate. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of my friends at the time was, she's from Ohio and was living in Columbus. And she basically sold all her stuff and drove across the country and was like, when I figure out where I want to stay, that's where I'm moving. 
And she ended up in San Diego. And um, shortly after the Gymshark trip out to the UK, my spring break was coming up. And me and a handful of my friends at the time flew out to LA. We visited her in San Diego. And just seeing her travel and do it with such ease and joy, I was like, I want to do this. And at the time, I was selling my fitness guides and making, for a college student, a good chunk of change. So I was like, okay. I'm going to put some of this aside and it's going to go towards my travel. And at first I didn't really know like how to do or like how I know this might sound dumb, but like up until this point, any vacation I'd ever been on was planned by my parents. And um, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel you. Yeah. So just like the planning aspect of it, like what time is my flight get in? How am I getting to where I'm staying? Mm -hmm. What is my mode of transportation? Like all of those things were things I never really thought about before. So it took some learning and just asking questions and being curious. And I think Instagram is a great resource for that. If you find the right people, um, they can really give you some tips on like how to find places to stay and just all of those things. So it definitely was a learning process. I took my first, well, between that trip out to LA and now, or I guess 2020, um, I did make a couple trips. Like I went to go visit my sister. She goes to school in New York city, which was so fun. That's that's such a fun city, but I can only take like three days of it. I'm like, I physically (laughs) leave that place and my energy is so drained. I'm like, there's just way too much going on there. I don't Mm -hmm. know how she lives there. She loves it, but I could never, never. Um, Yeah. And then Actually, the beginning of 2020, well, I guess not the beginning, but March 2020 was Ohio State's spring break. And I booked a flight out to, um, well, I flew into Phoenix, Arizona, but it was my first solo trip. I rented a car and I spent the week in Sedona. I went up to Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, oh. um, up to the border of Utah. I want to go to Sedona so far. It was beautiful, but at the same time, like even reflecting on it now, I don't think I fully processed it all because as soon as I got on the plane to leave and landed in Arizona, that was like the week that the United States finally decided to take coronavirus as a serious threat. And mm-hmm. um, I live in Ohio. So I was gone for a week. And the Indians, oh, I, specifically, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. So you've got the Browns, the Indians and the mm-hmm. Cavs. And the Indians do their spring training in Phoenix. And it just so happened that the week that I was out in Arizona, Indians were doing their spring training in Phoenix so my flight was full of like a ton of and I'm not trying to stereotype in any way but a ton of retired elderly people um flying out to Phoenix (laughs) to watch the Indian spring training and so the day that I got on my flight well first of all when I was out there by myself in the middle of I don't want to say in the middle of nowhere but in a place I'd never been before um, Ohio State right. Ohio State announced that they were canceling school for two more weeks. And then later in my trip, they announced that we were not going back to school. Mind you, it was my senior year. So I'm out there trying to process all of this that I'm not going back to school. I'm not going to see oh, my friends yeah. anymore. I don't get to graduate. I don't get to sit in class again. Um, and then the day that I was flying home, uh, Mike DeWine, who is the governor of Ohio, announced that all bars and restaurants were closing and I was like okay this is seriously real like I yeah life is changing very quickly and it all happened while I was away by myself so like I didn't have anyone to like I mean I cried I called my mom crying like three or four times 
Um, right. Just because I'm trying to enjoy this beautiful experience in a beautiful place and just really be with myself. And like, I was hoping that it would be a very transformative experience, which in hindsight it was, but at the time it just felt like I had taken a, a step lot. away from my <laughs> life and I was watching it crumble from a distance and there was nothing mm-hmm. I could do about it. So it was just a very, very weird time. So that was my first trip of 2020. And then <laughs> prior to the whole coronavirus outbreak, my best friend and I had planned for like when we graduate, we didn't really plan anything. We just said when we graduate, we're going to do a road trip across the country. And we actually ended up right. doing that, which was so amazing. We took the entire month of June and drove from Columbus, literally across the country, all the way out to California and back. It was probably awesome. the best experience of life. It was really time that I took a sack from the internet sharing and everything. I got to be fully present and friend and myself and places that I was seeing for the time. It was amazing. And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm do a solo trip. Ended up sleeping in my car two weeks while well, my parents' car. And I went to the <laughs> East Coast. So I did New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, back through New York into Ohio. But that took me two weeks. And it was one of the coolest experiences ever. Like, I don't so think everyone awesome. would enjoy sleeping in their car as much as I did. But I right. loved it. It was so cozy. I just, it was so fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And that was the last time I traveled. I actually don't have any travel plans for um, 2021 yet because I'm actually getting a dog next month. But, um, which I'm also very excited about. But, yeah, that is my long and drawn out answer to <laughs> the travel. But, yeah, it has definitely been... Um, a huge interest of mine growing interest of mine the past year and I love watching other people do it it's so inspiring to me and I think if anyone listening has the opportunity to travel specifically solo travel do it Um, it's a lot less scary than you think if you're prepared and have the proper defense aka pepper spray and a pocket knife and your location service is turned on um I don't want to sound naive but like I really do trust myself to make the right choices and not put myself in sketchy situations if avoidable so yeah Mm -hmm. and just connecting with nature and being out and when I say travel I don't mean like oh I want to go visit the big cities and check out the shopping centers and the bars it's like I want to be as far away from society as physically possible yeah in the woods hiking looking for the best view so it has yeah, it's... go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, no, it's de- definitely been a huge interest of mine. And my parents would always take us, and I'm not saying this in an ungrateful way, it just was my experience. My parents, we would literally always go to the <laughs> same place in Florida every single year for spring break. Like, you knew what to expect. And so as soon as I started having my own, like, funds to travel, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going out. Because we would go to Florida and we would just sit on the beach all week because obviously my parents want a break from work and doing anything. Totally understandable. And me and my sister enjoyed it so much. All kids want to do on vacation is swim in the pool and play in the sand. Um, But now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I want to explore and go check out these places and see things that I've never seen before and do things I've never done in new places. So... Yeah, I yes. think the the combination of just, like, having the travel bug and then also growing up with the same vacation year after year 
has really sparked my interest to like want to explore and not necessarily relax if that makes sense yeah definitely it's so crazy because I can't stop laughing because my story that story sounds so similar to mine so my best friend she's amazing but she is like she I never know where she's gonna be at (laughs) because she's like constantly traveling you know and she'll be like I just booked a trip here I just I'm gonna go here next week and then after that I'm going here and I'm like that is so awesome and she's just and just like you said about your friend like she just makes it look so easy you know she just goes here she's it's crazy and um she was really like who got me into all of my traveling stuff because I think it was, well, one year she, I think it was 2019. Yeah, I'm just like you. I cannot <laughs> remember years, but 2019 for my birthday, she got me a ticket to go with her to Yosemite. Oh my goodness. And yes, in California. And I was like crying, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. you know, like that's what a gift, what yeah. a freaking gift, you know? And um, so we did that and we, you know, hiked like throughout there. And obviously it's so huge. Like I wish it was amazing, but we both were like, we need more time, but we hiked like 16 miles that day, but that didn't even cover like, that didn't even cover like any, a barely, you know, any of the park, you know, but, um, it was really, really awesome. And, you know, she does a lot of solo traveling and she'll like go, to see other yeah. people and stuff but she she's not afraid at all to like just get out there and do her own thing and um I got to go to Colorado with her too oh, lovely um, and we went to like Breckenridge and we got to go to Vail yeah it was crazy. that is one yeah, of the like, greatest states every time I'm with her it's awesome yeah and I learned to snowboard for the first time it was great um but also like <laughs> I I totally relate to like not ungrateful at all but we would always go to Orlando every summer um and which was awesome because we would be we would always go to like different parks at least and stuff like that so that was always fun but I definitely always wanted to like venture out and go see other stuff and my parents are just like you're the little adventurer you know and I'm like I mean but why wouldn't you want to go see everything like there's so much to see so much to do like and I'm just like that like I want to be out in nature seeing like the best view from wherever yeah I agree the one thing I will say though from our trip out west like when we did the full out west country road trip um Mm-hmm. there were some kids at the national parks that were screaming crying looked miserable or making everyone aware that they were miserable and I literally looked at my friend and I said I will never take my child to a national park we will be going to a place that has a pool because that's all that kids want to do they're not going to remember it they're making do, you miserable yeah. they're making everyone around you miserable like I love kids, but if you bring a kid screaming <coughs> to a national park where I'm supposed to be and so like park, peaceful yeah. and serene mm-hmm. nature, I, no offense, I hate you. Like, and I think your kids hate you yeah, too. We're going like, to have problems. Literally just take <laughs> yeah. your kids to a place that has a pool where you can relax. Like, I, again, some kids are different and they really do enjoy inv- adventuring, but I think for the most part, um, right if they're showing you they hate it and it's just like it's a waste of your in my opinion it's a waste of your money because depending on how old they are they're not going to remember it they just want to go back to the hotel and relax and I'm pretty sure you and your husband do as well so go home and reassess (laughs) this situation because 
Um, it is very, very obnoxious to try to be out, even just like hiking, even if it's not a national park and there are little kids crying and complaining. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's the little kid's fault, but um, I think the parents need to no, do some reevaluation to the fact that their kids probably don't want to do it. And it's just making it's everyone insane. involved miserable. Yeah. Um, out of all of your trips, Ooh, this is well. Okay, how many states? Have um, you been I did, to? so someone asked me this on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I counted, but I may <laughs> not be entirely accurate. I think thirty-three. Ooh, so out of could you do okay, top five? So out of yes, those, like your favorite. Um, but they all have different like stipulations. So there are like some of them that I love so yeah. much that I would move to, and some of them that I love so much I would never move to. My favorite state that I would never ever ever not never ever ever but probably never move to is Utah um that is if you have the opportunity to go to Utah go right now um it is the most insane place you feel like you're on another planet it doesn't look real um specifically Mm -hmm. Moab was my favorite um and uh without getting too political um Moab is a or right. Moab Utah is an extremely conservative state and I was traveling mm-hmm. during the middle of the pandemic um in June and like some and I'm not going to name any specific places but some places I went to nobody was wearing masks some guy in a gas station asked me why like he was working at the gas station asked me why I be- why I was wearing one and if I believe in that crap and just, like, it was really off-putting. Like, this, the crowd there is not for me. But it's an extremely, extremely yeah. beautiful state. The other reason I could never live there is because the extremes of the weather. Like, we, like I said, we were there in the middle of June. And, like, you have to get out. If you want to hike, you got to get out and be done by, like, 10 o'clock. And then don't go outside again until, like, 6 o'clock. Because it is over 115 degrees. It was insane like the amount of like the lack of energy I had in my body while we were there was crazy and then I know in the winter they get like crazy snowstorms it's just too extreme Mm -hmm. for me so Utah is definitely my favorite state um and in no specific order I think California is my other favorite state but I would never live there because it's so expensive and like wildfires and just there's a lot of um issues that come along with that um Colorado is amazing I think that would be a great place like a great state if you've never been out west before or you're thinking about moving out west great Mm -hmm. place to start because you kind of get a little bit of everything and it's not too much like Utah uh, not that it would be like a horrible place for your first trip or anything like that but if you're really into like exploring and want to get a good taste I think Colorado is a great place to start my parents used to live in Colorado Springs which is I hate plugging it because I don't want it to get too popular because it's one of my favorite places ever. But Colorado Springs is (laughs) amazing. Um, I I loved Oregon. There's something about Oregon. It just felt so, like, magical, whimsical. Like, whimsical? I literally felt like I was in a storybook, like a fairy tale. Like, when I was hiking Mm -hmm. through the woods, I was like, I just feel like there should be, like, little fairies whizzing around my head right now. Because it's so right. yes, going to it's Narnia so or something. magical and like lush <laughs> and beautiful. 
I don't want to say I was never lived there, but the one thing I didn't like about it is that, like, just the weather. It's very overcast, very cloudy, very rainy. Um, so there's that. Yeah. I loved switching gears completely. I loved Maine. And granted, I only was in the mm. National Park of Maine, which is another one. If you live on the East Coast, please make some time to go to Acadia National Park. It is the only national park on the East Coast. It oh. was the most unreal uh place i've ever been like the yes i did see your pictures the diversity of like the (laughs) ecosystems there the landscapes it was so incredible that was another place where i felt like i was in like a magical storybook um it was Mm -hmm. incredible and vermont was also a very cool state i liked um I liked it, but it was very rural. Like, there's one big, one or two big cities, and then everything. There's tons of like hiking and outdoor recreation. But if you're looking for like civilization, mm-hmm. you're not really going to find it there. Um, besides a couple cities, it right. was just very like farmland, um, very rural. And then my other favorite state would be Arizona. Um, such a cool place. I personally would not live like Phoenix or south of there just because it's so hot. But northern Arizona, Sedona, Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, Page, beautiful. Literally one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. Um, And also there's a lot of diversity there between like Sedona and Flagstaff. It's only like 45 minutes. But the rocks and the mountains, they're completely different colors, completely different landscapes, different. um, What's the right word? Oh, like plants but yes terrain, terrain and also just like um like the tr- this sounds really dumb but like the trees like you get into flagstaff and you have like huge pine trees oh and no Sedona is so much mean. more like rocky dry bushes kind of I don't I, for some reason the word is escaping me right now just different ecosystems and not so yes. um big of an area and then as far as places I want to go, um, Washington, which is on the list of places I would like to live, oh, would um, love to go Washington. There. And I, oh my God, Ooh. I want to go to Montana so bad. Every time it snows in Cleveland, I'm like, I need to go to Montana. I want to go mm-hmm. snowshoeing and just be like the pictures I see of Montana <laughs> of like the huge pine trees covered in snow and like mm-hmm. the mountains. Oh my God. I want to go there so bad. So those are the two places on my list. yeah so I actually when I was in college I was playing softball and our nationals were held in oh I love St. George so I got the opportunity yeah I got the opportunity to go there and we actually we went there my freshman year and my sophomore year so I got to go there twice and um yeah I, I I mean it was great because I was like playing softball and everything but I would love to just go again so I could actually like hike and do that kind of thing and explore um but we did get to go to like little different places and see stuff yeah. but it was beautiful out there it was really beautiful but um I definitely got the yeah yeah vibes as well but it's definitely um a really pretty state I would love to go back um I would like to visit more of California because I only got to go to like mm-hmm. where Yosemite was and um another where did we fly into I can't think of the name right now it's slipping my head but um yeah I definitely love to explore more California but like you said it's very expensive out there so I don't think I would ever live out there I'm pretty comfortable like 
with the price yes, range on the east coast. That's the only downside the, about moving out west, um, which is what Kristen and I want to do. But I'm like, yeah, I feel like in your 20s, even if we don't stay there, it's something I want to experience. California is right. beautiful, and it's such a huge yeah. state. There's a huge range of mm-hmm. options in terms of like climate. So my uncle lives in San Francisco. Definitely, they have a house in like Tahoe, which is probably my favorite place ever. That I Lake Tahoe. I would love to go to Lake Tahoe. Incredible. I have friends who live in Los Angeles, friends who live in San Diego. There's just such a wide range of places to visit in California. It is just so expensive. And the wildfires, unfortunately, I think are only going to get worse as time goes on. And um, that's just not something I really want to sign up for at this point in my life. But back to St. George, I just wanted to say something real quick because I totally forgot about this. I actually took a trip in September, one of my old roommates was moving out to Los Angeles and her boyfriend could only get a day off work. So he was flying, but she was driving all of their stuff from Oh my gosh. And she's literally like five, two. I'm like, Anna, I'm not letting you drive across the country by yourself. I will (laughs) not get any sleep for a week. So I ended up going with her, but the one place we stopped, which I had stopped on my trip um, earlier in the summer was St. George. And when I went the first time, we just did mm-hmm. Zion and Bryce, which are the two national parks that are really close by. Oh, would but love to go there. If you go to St. Yeah. George, please, please, please make a day to check out Snow Canyon. It's a state park, arguably one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. I have taken some of my favorite photos there, Ooh. and it was empty. I'm not joking you. We did a sunrise hike on Snow Canyon um, to like see like to the top of the canyon. We didn't see a single soul yeah. the entire hike. It was one of the most oh surreal God. experiences. Like when you get to the top, one of the craziest views I've ever seen. They have awesome sand dunes. Oh, it gives like, me chills just thinking so about cool. it. Very underrated. I would, if anyone listening ever is in that area, please check out Snow Canyon State Park. Um, it is worth the trip alone, even if you don't go to the national parks. Um, it was so beautiful that's another travel trip travel tip i have for you wherever you go always look into state parks because they tend to be not only cheaper than national parks i have a national parks pass so like i don't have to pay to get in every time i go but state parks tend to be cheaper tend to be less crowded and most of the time just as beautiful they're just not national parks because of the size of the park like i don't know what the um, yeah very stipulations true. of becoming a national park Criteria. are but i yeah. do know that it, part of it has to do with acreage and some of them just aren't big enough but mm-hmm. some of the state parks i've been to have been literally my favorite places um so nice. snow canyon is unreal so that is definitely a place to put on your travel list oh i will yes. definitely have to go back um while like whenever you're solo traveling specifically like hiking and stuff like that do you ever get anxious or um fearful or anything at times and if you do like how do you kind of go about just like um those emotions because I just feel like I don't I, I was gonna say I think you would definitely get used to it. And like you said, it probably isn't as scary as it seems, but in honestly, your first time was crazy because like you said, you were going through like so many different things, like hearing all this information, like I can't even imagine, but um, so I guess like kind of how did you cope with that your first time on so before I say any of this, I don't want to sound naive and I think that it may come off that way. So I'm just saying that to preface all of this, um, But truthfully, the only thing that I'm afraid of is getting stuck on a hike in the dark. Um, I always have a flashlight or a headlamp with me. But, like, 
that is my biggest fear mm-hmm. not and so like I I'm kind of a spaz when it comes to planning hikes even if it's just me and my friends can attest specifically Olivia who did the um road trip with me out west I was kind of a spaz about just planning and it's right. less nerve-wracking when you're with someone else but um yeah just like because I love hiking up for sunset but like you have to consider the fact that you have to get back down and it's gonna be dark down um, yes so Dark, I did a couple yes. sunset hikes in Sedona and it's just a matter of like t- figuring out okay it's like a mile up Timing. and a mile down how long is that going to take me and typically a mile down takes you less time than a mile up just given the fact that you're going down and not up right um but that is probably my biggest fear I always have pepper spray on me I always have a pocket knife um and I always always text Tristan and my mom um, and tell them like, hey, this is mm-hmm. my location. I always share my location is always shared with them. But a lot of times, like, I won't have service when I'm out there. So I always say like, here's the hike that I'm doing. I'll right. send them a link to I use all trails to plan out all of my hikes, which is a great app. If you guys don't yeah, use it, check one. it out. Even mm-hmm. if you like are like, oh, I can't hike in my local like wherever I live locally. I promise you that there are trails on there for you to find. They might not be huge mountains, but they are beautiful, yes. like nature trails. So I always send them the link to the mm-hmm. um, all trails, like wherever I'm going. And I say, here's how long um, the trail is. It should take me X amount of time. If you don't hear from me by whatever time, please like get in contact with me, check my location. Like not, you should be worried by then, but like you right. should have heard from me by then. Yeah. Um, and Mm -hmm. like nine times out of 10, you're going to come across other people on the trails and nine times out of 10, Mm -hmm. the people who are out hiking respect nature. They respect humans. They are kind people. They will chat with you. They will at the very least say, hi, how you doing? Hope you have a good hike, whatever. Or like, for example, I did this hike in Vermont that, um, and I was there in October, but like at high elevations, if it rains, it gets snowy or icy And, like, as I was going up this trail, I was passing tons of people coming down. And they're like, watch out. Once you get to the top, it's pretty icy. Like, watch where you're stepping. So people are genuinely looking out for you. And I personally, maybe this is weird, but being alone, I love talking to other people. I love striking up a conversation. I have met Mm -hmm. some of the most interesting people on hikes by myself that I just start chatting up with. And maybe that's just me being, like... (laughs) Uh, an extroverted introvert but I love meeting new people and yeah I think for the most part people out in nature are being respectful of nature and other people and aren't there to harm anyone and this might be kind of a vulgar crude thing to say but I watched this TikTok one time of this girl who like solo hikes a lot and she's like and this the first part I really agree Mm -hmm. with Um, but I've never really been able to verbalize myself. I trust myself to not put myself in sketchy situations. For example, you look up a trail on all trails, you're driving to the trail, it's really off the beaten path, and you get there and there's one other car in the parking lot, and the trail does not look well-maintained, I'm turning Mm -hmm. around. I don't care how good the view Mm -hmm. is. I am a very intuitive person, especially in 2020, have gotten a lot better at trusting my gut and just listening to what my body, physical signs Mm -hmm. my body is giving me to follow my intuition one way or another um and like that exact situation happened in the Catskills I found this hike that looked really cool on all trails drove there it was the road was poorly maintained there was one other car in the parking lot 
and the trail looked like Mm -hmm. really not well kept and I literally didn't even get out of my car I just turned around I was like I'm not this something about this does not feel right um I'm not doing this so I really trust myself Mm -hmm. and then getting back to the TikTok this girl said she's like people always ask me like do I feel unsafe and I have my things with me to keep me safe but realistically if someone was trying to harm me and take me away from wherever I had been hiking that's not to say that this doesn't happen because it does but like they would literally have to knock me unconscious and drag me a mile back to their car like or take me out into the woods Mm -hmm. there and I'm not I really I'm knock on wood that never happens to me or anyone else but you have to be realistic with right. probably more like I get more scared going into a gas station by myself than I do going out for a hike by myself. Um, like I, that is there's yeah. more eminent danger there because someone could literally snatch you up and put you in your in their car and drive you away as opposed to two people on foot yeah. a mile from a parking lot or anything. Um, I just think the odds are a lot less likely. Again, there are crazy people out there. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but um, I trust myself to not put myself in situations like that. And God forbid they do ever happen. I do have some form of defense. Um, So, yeah, it can be scary. But like I said, the thing that I'm most worried about is um, like getting stuck in the dark and specifically like getting stuck in the dark and not knowing what kind of wildlife is around you. Like, because like when I was out in Wyoming, like we literally in the middle of the day came across a bear in the middle of the trail and like had to get up off to the side. That's scarier to me than a person. Um, Again, I don't want to sound naive that like, I'm fine. Nothing's going to happen to me because I know, but I definitely agree could happen, but the odds of it happening out in the middle of the woods compared to like there is danger everywhere you could go outside and die today not that I'm saying I want that to happen to anyone right. but it is a possibility and so um I'm not going to let that you can't yes, live your life I'm not going scared. to let that yeah. little slice of fear keep me from exploring incredible experiences that literally change me as a person so yeah um having Mm. a flashlight pepper spray a pocket knife and keeping people like updated with where I'm at and what my plans are um makes gives me a lot more peace of mind than me just like willy-nilly going out into the woods another thing that I wanted to mention before with the all trails app it's so incredible because you can leave reviews people can like drop in there and tell you like hey the path is super muddy or yes um the parking lot's mm-hmm. closed or like they're doing maintenance on the trail. And so like, if you're seeing people post today, yesterday, last week, the week before, you can kind of tell like, okay, this is a fairly popular, highly trafficked trail or even like mildly trafficked trail. Mm-hmm. Um, you're likely to come across other people on the trail. Excuse me. And um, yeah, it's just like a really nice uh, social networking space to make sure that like everything checks out. Because if I did have a bad experience somewhere right. saying like, hey, I ran into a group of people who are being really disrespectful to nature or made me feel really unsafe or whatever, like I would share that on there to inform other people. And I think, right. again, people who are out in nature exploring are fairly respectful compared to the general population. Um, they're going to warn you of that in some fashion. So 
yeah, I think that's a great resource if you are at all interested in like traveling, hiking, exploring, all trails is the place to start. Yeah, I definitely think people are way more genuine on nature paths. Like we actually had a situation whenever we, I think we actually mm-hmm. were at Sequoia when this happened, like the Sequoia National Park. And um, we were on a trail and a group of people, they came, you know, they were walking towards us and they were like, hey, there's like a bear down there. So I don't know if you guys like, you might not want to keep walking. And I'm like, okay, cool. My friend, she's like, we have to go see the bear. She's like, the whole trip, I wanted to see a bear. Like, this is our sign. I'm like, I cannot go see that bear with you. I'll meet you up like there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she's like, man. But we actually got oh, a chance good. to see that it was so. Always, if you are hiking at all, yeah. for people or for animals, carry bear spray and keep it in a place we actually Mm -hmm. when I was hiking in the Tetons which uh, side note I go back Wyoming is also one of my favorite states don't know I would like to retire off the grid Mm -hmm. there I don't know if I'd live there um in like my younger years but that is such a beautiful state but we were hiking in the Tetons and we came across a volunteer park ranger the literally the cutest old woman ever I'm like I want to be you when I grow up but we had bear spray like <laughs> zipped in one of our backpacks and she's like so let me ask you this if you see a bear and it starts coming towards you how much time do you think you have to pull that out and spray it before you get mauled and i'm like i don't know maybe like 15 seconds she's like 3 seconds and so after that i literally carry bear spray like oh. to the hip of my pants or in the side pocket of my book bag because yeah if, if god forbid something happens like you have to be able to pull out and fire it without any hesitation um and so also bear spray is just super duper strong pepper spray so if somebody is trying to attack you or hurt you if you have bear spray on you um that is a perfectly perfectly usable defense mechanism um to save you in a horrible situation like that but um yeah always have bear spray Yeah. Um, all in all, how would you say that, you know, solo traveling, solo hiking, and honestly, I mean, just traveling in general has, you know, affected you oh, mentally? Oh, man. And in literally every way possible. I'm sitting in my apartment by myself right now. My apartment that I live in by myself, um, it has just given me so mm-hmm. much peace of mind, like being alone. And that is something that I struggled hardcore with because when I went to college, my anxiety and depression started as separation anxiety from my boyfriend, from my home, from my friends, and just like being in a new environment really freaked me out. I could not handle the change well at all. And I have done a complete mm-hmm. 180. I literally love being alone now. I love change. I embrace it. I seek it out. I try to make it happen for myself now. And um, I think it has just really made, yeah. I'm very still very much a control freak. I like to like, if I have a even just like an assumed mm-hmm. plan in my head that does not go right, I don't freak out anymore, but it does kind of agitate me a little bit. And so, yeah, like, I try I'm not the same to make way. a big oh deal out of it, but like it does um, give me, it takes away your sense of security. Like I like to just be in control of the situation. And that's not to say that I want to like plan every second out Definitely. to a T, but I like to have a game plan, even just from like day to day. Like I like to know what's going on. And um, in my life and other people's lives who I'm corresponding with um, regularly and like seeing regularly, I'm like, just tell me what your game plan is so I can kind of adjust Mm -hmm. mine if needed. Um, 
but it has just made me a lot more of a go with the flow kind of person and open to new experiences and just realizing like with every new experience there is a new lesson waiting for you there um even if it doesn't seem like the biggest most transformational life-changing lesson ever like you're learning little things about yourself every day and it's just yeah made me a lot more open to um trying new things like when I was growing up I would literally eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day for lunch and buttered noodles for dinner like literally and it sounds hilarious but like (laughs) that is the truth you can ask my parents I wouldn't I was so picky I never wanted to try anything new I was like okay this is what I like and I'm stuck in my ways and don't ever put anything new in front of my face I don't want it um and I think that that really came back to bite me um when I left for college because it was so hard for me to like open up to the new experience that I was having I just wanted to be in control of everything and it's just not only made me a lot more open to change but also really allowed me to like just be with myself by myself I always felt like I needed some sort of validation from someone else even if it was like okay things are going to be okay like things are hard right now but they're going to be okay I always wanted my boyfriend to tell me that or my mom to tell me that and like I'm at the place now where yes I still need that social support like that social uh what's the right word that social group to give me that kind of support in my life but I know if things were to fall apart in some way which I obviously I hope they don't but if they were to happen like I'm okay by myself I can take care of myself and even if I don't know right now I trust myself enough to figure it out and that I don't really need to like always be seeking external validation and external help not that those things are not beneficial but um I think that it's really taught me like all of those things have to come from you first and it has also, like I Definitely. said, 2020 has been the year of me really like leaning into my intuition, listening to my gut responses and everything, despite it being a horrible year, it was such an incredible year for me personally, like in my personal development, because I had mm-hmm. that time and ex- time and opportunity to experience those things and like really work on um developing my intuition because some people want to say like oh you either have intuition or you don't but it's really a practice and the more you practice it the easier it is to understand like I always say like listen to your body what is your body telling you and if you don't know how to ask yourself the right questions or just like literally tap into that at all then I sound like you are looking at me going that's stupid how could you listen to your body like I don't understand how that works but it's literally a practice. Right. Like the more you listen, the easier it is to pick up those um, signs and symptoms that you're experiencing, good or bad, that your body is enjoying or not enjoying what you're doing. Um, but I think overall, the biggest thing that it has given me is just like being okay by myself and being alone, which is something I struggled with a lot. And from the looks of it, I think, and maybe this is just me projecting, but um based on what I see on social media, I think it's something that like most people struggle with. And um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy being alone now. And like, if I'm not alone enough, I kind of get frazzled because I'm like, I need my alone time. I, um, okay, last thing I'm going to say, because I really have turned this question into the most complex answer possible. Um, It has really made me realize how much I adopt the views of other people so quickly without questioning them. Like, um, 
for example, like college roommates or my boyfriend or my parents, like when they tell me that they think a certain way about a certain topic, whether that's like a political stance or a health Mm -hmm. uh, and well-being aspect of your life or whatever it may be, like I was so quick to be like, oh my God, yeah, that makes so much sense to me too. And like not take a step back and say like, well, what do I really think? Or like, what are my values in the situation? Like in college, I always fell in the trap of like, okay, everyone's going out and partying and I don't even have FOMO. I just feel like I'm supposed to. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to go to the bars and I'm supposed to like dirty frat parties and I'm supposed to like want to wake up hungover. I don't want to do any of those things. And it took me so long to sit down and be like, okay, without anyone else's thoughts, voice, opinion, influence, what do I want? How do I feel about this situation? How do I want to show up in this way? And I think that that also like has really played a role in me changing my Instagram feed and like what I'm sharing. Like, yes, I love working Mm -hmm. out. And yes, people like to see me working out and get inspiration from my workouts. But like, that is not my whole life. And yes, other people are. Yep. And yeah, it's not real. You know that's what? not Other realistic. Are growing like crazy, doing just workouts or posting just one thing, and I'm just like, I don't feel like single focus. Like I like to be multifaceted and share a lot of different things. And it took me a lot Definitely. of alone time and a lot of quiet time to like just be with my thoughts and be like, okay, this is how I want to show up, or like this is at least the direction that I want to go in, and not necessarily align with what's popular or. Um, like the thing to be doing to get people to follow you on the internet. Cause like I said, like, I don't want everyone and their sister to be following me on Instagram and I don't want my page to constantly right. be catering to like the general population. Like this is my life. I want to share my own story and whoever that resonates with is who I'm supposed to be attracting and resonating with. Like, I don't want, I mean, right. I'll, everyone wants everyone to like them but I don't think that's realistic and I don't think it's fair for myself or anyone else to try and fit a mold that is not for them that is for someone else like I get so many messages like how do you grow on Instagram Mm -hmm. or like how do you how do I get followers and it's like I I understand your intention behind (laughs) the question but I think you need to take a step back and ask yourself is that what you really want or are you doing that because you think you're supposed to or that's the sign of success like, I don't oh, think cute. that that is necessarily right. um, the best mindset to have. Yeah. For everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, yeah. I, you hit on, like, so many things that I resonated with just now. But, yeah, I think that, like, I definitely used to feel like I needed some type of validation from something outside of myself. And it took me such a long time, like you said, for me, like, and I think throughout college, like, I just didn't have the time to, like, sit down and process yeah. everything that or, – mm-hmm. or to, like, even try to heal anything. You know, it really took me I, – I just – between sports and I was doing long distance at that it time, too. Lot. And it's a lot. Like, I just didn't – I yeah, like, I just really didn't feel like I had the time to sit down. And, you know, granted, I probably could have had the time because – I was using some of that time to go which out and is party also and, like you know, yes, do but that's stuff, part of the college like experience. And anyone listening to this, like I'm not saying that to right. make you feel bad. If you enjoy going to frat parties and going out to bars and having fun with your friends, do that because that is in alignment with what's right. in your life right now. I just 
personally never felt that way. And I never, like, I have so many friends who are in sororities and fraternities who worked at bars, like, who genuinely like doing that mm-hmm. stuff. And that doesn't mean that we can't be friends. It just means that's not the basis of our friendship. Right. And I think that's okay. Also, to anyone listening, if you don't feel like college is the best years of your life, you're it's okay. It's okay. Because that, like, I always yes. felt like, <laughs> oh my god, everyone says college is the best years of your life and I'm literally miserable. Like, what is wrong with me? And it just was not it was not the best years of my life and that's okay. And if it is the best years of your life, that's okay yeah. too because it's your life. You shouldn't be comparing your life to anyone else's. You should be moving in alignment with what feels right for you. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I think that like in the beginning of my college years, like I definitely did enjoy going out, but I could literally feel like by the time I got to my senior year, like I just felt so drained of going out and doing that thing and I could tell that like that just wasn't the space that I wanted to be in anymore and like you said like I still had tons of friends and stuff that wanted to do that and there was even times where I was like okay cool like I'll just go out this one time but I'll tell you what every time I went out (laughs) and I knew I didn't want to I'd be like out and then I'm like that was literally me just stayed home that was literally I don't know why I came out (laughs) 99% of the time I went out the only time I actually ever enjoyed myself like going out and drinking was for football games and Ohio State football games are crazy and just like going out for block and all that that's fun like yeah I can imagine to celebrate I'm all for it but like if you're just going out to the bar on a Thursday night right I'm out I really would just rather watch Netflix and get a good night's sleep and wake up feeling normal definitely yeah but um yeah, I think I've definitely, 2020, I went through a lot of different spiritual changes, and I definitely just realized more about myself, and um, I tapped into a lot of just listening to my body, like you said, and it's funny because it's funny that people would think that you can't, if you're if you're not, like, intuitive at one point, you can't yeah. tap in and learn to be that way, because I, I was in no way, like, intuitive a few years ago, like I wasn't listening to my body, I wasn't doing any of those things. And now I feel like I'm at a point where I don't do it as best as I could. But I'm definitely at a point where I can always take a step back from a situation or a thought that I'm having and kind of dissect it before I just kind of freak out or anything about it. Like I definitely no, I agree with you have just (laughs) gone and figured out like my own kind of traumas and like even going back to I don't, I can't necessarily tell you why I would feel like I needed someone in my life all the time or something like that, but that's something that I know was a thing and I'm a lot better at it too now. Like, I don't feel like I constantly need to be around someone. I don't feel like, um, like even if, and this is like going for, even if you're in a relationship with someone, like you don't have to be up under someone all the time. And it's honestly not healthy because I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, for anyone thinking, you know, she's no, not I am not. I have not single, y'all. <laughs> just because she solo travels, just because she solo travels, doesn't mean that she's single. You know, and I think some people think like, no, and, oh, you just travel by yeah, yourself. Yeah, no. And my like, boyfriend is—you must be single, or you don't—you don't have someone to travel so with. Supportive you know, of like, it, and I think he really loves that I do it because mm-hmm. when we first started dating, we literally started dating two weeks before we left for college, and we're four hours apart my freshman year Mm -hmm. and I was so dependent on him and he was a student athlete and so 
on top of like just being in class like that is a huge time commitment that I didn't understand when I first started dating him I was like I need you to give me all of your free time and attention and I need to see you as often as possible and like that just wasn't realistic and right as horrible as it made me felt it really was a blessing in disguise because it that was like my first lesson of you have to make yourself happy and you have to show up to the relationship with your cup already Mm -hmm. filled up as does he but like you have to validate those things for yourself before you run off and try to make someone else do it for you because regardless of how happy that person makes you and how much you love them you are going to be dissatisfied with the way that they validate you because it's not the exact thing you need you're the only one who can give you exactly what you need and that was a really messy lesson that I learned but um it definitely has changed Mm -hmm. my perspective on pretty much everything um and all of the relationships and friendships I've formed since then um but it's been an ongoing thing but Mm -hmm. no I am not single and Tristan I think he really loves it because like loves that I have something that I love so much because he has so many things that he loves so much and just going to college I felt so lost yeah so like I'm going to college I don't really have any friends I mean I had friends at home but like I don't have any friends that are going to school with me and neither did he but he plays baseball you have a whole baseball team and just like a group of guys and also guys are different than girls that's the first thing there but like it was Mm -hmm. so hard for me yeah um to like find something that I enjoyed and that was fitness for a while and not that I still don't enjoy it but it's just not my whole life and now that like I have this whole travel thing and it's something that I really enjoy um our relationship is a lot healthier because I don't look to him to fill my time Mm -hmm. and I also don't look to him and be like well, ugh, you have like a full schedule and we can't travel anywhere. Like, I don't let that hold me back from seeing the things that I want to see. Right. Um, and right. yeah, I think we both have like a really great mutual understanding there. And that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy traveling with him, but like, I don't feel the need to like wait for him to give right. me the go ahead or tell me that like, hey, I have Correct. time off work or whatever. Like, I can kind of just pick up and go and know right. that I have his full support. Um, so yeah. That's also been a huge blessing. Yeah, that's, um, it's really interesting because, so whenever me and my boyfriend now, like whenever we were doing long distance, I was in Fort Lauderdale and he was in South Carolina. So pretty. So that's like, yeah, Florida, South Carolina. Yeah, it's pretty far. I can't tell you hour, hour, but yeah, it was far. So, and then he was I was playing softball. He was playing baseball. So it was like that whole season, that whole yeah. time of the season, like, oh, yeah. there's no breaks, like, you know, and, but it's just like, I definitely, even though I was still playing a sport and he was playing a sport, I definitely would get those, have those moments where I was like, yes. I need, I feel like I need more attention. Like, and it's no. really like not either one of your faults. Like we're busy. Like I just had practice and now you're doing this, but you know, I, we learned a lot, I think together just through doing, having to do that and making it Absolutely. work. And obviously like we made it work. So, but it's, it's definitely such a teaching. You learn a lot about yourself, the other person, you guys, how you guys work together, how you communicate. That is something that I had to get so much better Absolutely. at actually communicating what I needed from afar yeah. like it's it's a lot so anybody that wants to do long distance like I'm not gonna it's possible that but it's, it's tough, tough and sometimes it... but it's it's 
it's definitely possible yes. and both and people it's have a beautiful to want to make learning it work, experience sure. is what i will say i think um and it's hard to definitely. go into it without having like any anxieties of is this gonna work out or not but like i have i am a completely different right. person because of it and um yeah it has been a beautiful learning experience for me even though it wasn't always fun and now I'm going through the learning experience of we are no longer long distance so like setting boundaries there because I sometimes want to go for lack of better words balls (laughs) to the wall and spend all my time with you and that's not always the healthiest option either and so like we're both trying to navigate that either yeah Yeah, definitely. Like, um, my boyfriend, he just went to Jacksonville Mm -hmm. for a week. And then like, I stayed here. But like, it's been nice, because we're obviously living together now. But it's, like you said, it's just like nice to have the alone time. I think people it it can get very easy to get comfortable with like being around the person all the time, especially if you start living together and stuff like that. But I definitely think continuing to make sure you take the time apart and spend the time alone and know that you guys I know people like to jokingly be like I or not even jokingly they like to you know just say I need you but it's really not healthy to feel like you need I mean there are certain be there you know like you have to remember I physically need to be around another person right now but it's not like an incessant ongoing need like right I'm I moved home to be near Tristan. Right. We live 15 minutes away from one another, but I want to live by myself. And like, I have friends who are in That's relationships awesome. and friends who aren't even my right. parents are like, when's Tristan moving in? And I'm like, he's not like, we will move in together once my lease is up, but this space mm-hmm. is mine. He can come over when- whenever he pleases, right. but this is my space. Like I need to have a place where I can retreat to that is my right. own um, and that was like a big deal for me finishing college. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I know I want to be closer to home and just like around the people that I love and my support system. But I know that I right. still have a lot of growing to do on my own alone and figuring out what that looks like. And I'm not going to be able to do that as much as I'd want to in a space I'm sharing with someone else, whether that was moving back with my parents or finding a place with Tristan. We're planning to move in together. Um, my lease is up in July, but like I that was not um, something I was intending to do right out of college because I I'm so young. I'm still figuring out what I want to do and how I want to live my life and what that looks like. And um, that doesn't mean that I love him any less or that I don't want him to be in my life, but like it's my life first and then it is our shared life together. Um, That, yeah, that is a very important thing. Right. And like, that's, yeah. And Uh, I think that that's what I was going to say. People just have to, you know, remember that they are, they have their own identity and it's okay to like, you know, associate, not associate, but like to be an extension of your relationship, if that makes sense. That's okay. But you also have to, you know, remember to like, yes, be you and be yourself and remember what you like and what you like to do. And going back to when you said, you know, you were kind of were in that space where anybody around you, if they had like an opinion about something, it was very easy for you to just be exactly. like, I agree. That's so cool. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely found myself in that too. But when you get to be alone and spend time with yourself, you definitely get to realize and recognize what you truly do like your thoughts and Absolutely. this and that. It's definitely good. So um, yeah, it's definitely been yeah. a learning process. But yeah, the more time um, I spend alone, the easier it gets.
Absolutely. Um, okay, so the last thing, and I know we really drew this out, but it's been a really good conversation. But the last thing that I want to talk to you about, and I just want everyone to know what all about oh, it yes. is um, yes, the new yes, app yes. that we just came out with. Yes, the Sweat for Soul app. That's you, uh, congrats on that. That's really, really exciting because. I didn't get to listen to everything that all it entails because I was working and I was just like trying to swipe through the stories and see everything. But, but um, yeah, I just want, I want to give you the floor to kind of explain how you got, came up with that. What yeah, it, absolutely. You know, so offers I have and, been you know, selling training programs, just like literally PDFs that I make on my computer, on my website for, let's see, almost three years now. It'll be three years in August of 2018 is when I started So um, that was like kind of my first step because I just didn't really know like how to go about making it more accessible or easy for people. I just knew how to make a PDF and purchase a website domain and sell them on there. Um, And it's definitely been a learning process. Having no one in my family Mm -hmm. who does any like entrepreneurial stuff, um, just like navigating that space has been kind of insane for me and also very overwhelming. It still really overwhelms me because I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. But, um, so that's, yes, mm-hmm. so that's how I was doing it for a but while. But you're doing it. Great for the time being, but just this past year, I've just felt called to do something a little bit bigger and better and more, um, maybe, I don't think modern is the right word, but just, like, more with the times, like, just making it more accessible and something that people actually right. want to use. As Not that people can't function with a PDF, like, it is a great resource, but, it's just not as interactive and it's yeah. easier for people to fall off their goals because who really wants to open a PDF every day to scroll through and find their workouts? Like an app is just more um, enjoyable. Yeah. So I got, yeah. So I got connected with this app. Convenient, it's called WAM, yeah. W-A-A-M, which stands for We Are a Movement, which I love. Um, and uh, I just connected with the founder. She is literally so sweet. We have become really, really good friends and a lot of the other app companies that I've um, been in contact with in the past, because ever since I started my Instagram account, I've had emails, DMs from apps saying like, hey, we want to put your programs on our website and or hey, we want to build you an app. And I'm just going to tell you right now, it's extremely expensive Mm -hmm. to hire a company to like build out an app for you from scratch. And even then, like you don't know if you're really going to get a return on your investment there. Um, and it can take a really long time and just nothing ever really, um, struck a chord in me that made me want to go, okay, yep, this is what I want to do until I came across this app and it's a relatively small community, which is also something I kind of love because I think there's so much room to grow and develop and it's not a company that is like super set in their ways, even working with them for like the past two or three months now, getting this all put together to launch has been the most collaborative experience and just like uh, not being mm-hmm. told what is offered to me, but being asked like, what do you want to offer and how can we make that happen for you has just been such an incredible experience. So as of right now, today, but I'm not sure when this podcast will go up, but in the next week, all of my programs will be on there. But this new one is a brand new program I've never put out before. And it is nine weeks of training and it's all 
like every ex or every workout is just using dumbbells and so the idea was to make it more mm-hmm. accessible for people who still may be training at home or just not have access to a full gym um and also people who do have yeah. access to a full gym I started when I first started working out I was not in the weight room. I was absolutely not in the weight room. I was going to my local YMCA. Mm -hmm. I would grab a pair of dumbbells and I would go hide in the corner and I would follow circuits that I found on Pinterest. Mind you, this was like 2015. I was a junior in high school and like Instagram influencers were like the only ones back then were maybe like Christian Guzman and Katie Hearn. And like, that was it. Like the fitness online was not a huge deal yeah. back then and so I was finding I was literally following circuits on Pinterest of like little body weight or like dumbbell only exercises and so I recognized that most people mm-hmm. start going to the gym by like hopping on the cardio machine because they want to lose weight and then slowly but surely you inch your way towards like maybe a circuit training or like right. a boot camp or something like that and so I just wanted to make it something that all skill levels could be comfortable with because it still is an extremely challenging program. Um, but it is perfect for people who have been training for a long time that don't necessarily have access to the equipment that they used to and people who are just getting started in the gym and are still a little bit shy and just not really ready to like go up to the squat rack. And that is just like such an intimidating thing the first time you do it the second time you do it Mm -hmm. the 10th time you do it you're so worried like what are people thinking of me I promise you no one's watching but it I recognize it's a very intimidating Mm -hmm. experience so this first guide is nine weeks dumbbell only training five days a week I personally have done all these workouts myself I absolutely love them I've had clients in the past do these workouts and gotten great feedback and so how this app works is it is a $20 a month subscription. You can also purchase a year-long subscription, which I'm actually so surprised. I've had a handful of people do, which makes me so excited and optimistic for how this is going to grow throughout the year. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, you have access to five workouts a week, four of which are weight training. And the fifth workout is just my standard HIT workout, which is a 25-minute 20, circuit training style workout. I think maybe one or two exercises over the nine weeks of HIIT workouts mm-hmm. require a single dumbbell, but they can always be done without. Um, so that is this new program. And the thing that I love about it is like every exercise that is programmed, I have pre-filmed. So there is like a tutorial waiting for you if you don't know what it is in the past with my pdfs i've created like separate instagram accounts and just posted all of the exercises with like labels on them which is still a convenient way Mm. to go about it but you still have to like log on to instagram scroll through the page try to find this will definitely be for as opposed to like you are literally just doing the workout and the video will pop up for you um So that's what's in there right now. Over this weekend, the rest of today, tomorrow, and Sunday, I am going to be filming in the garage gym my boyfriend and I have been building up over the past couple months the rest of my exercises because the other guides that I've sold in the past, so I have the original Sweat for the Soul, which came out in April of 2020, which is all HIIT workouts. And then my two guides before that were both like in-gym, needing gym equipment programs. So for $20 a month, once those are in there, you'll have mm-hmm. access to all four programs, whichever you prefer. And then in March, my plan is to 
Um, That's really awesome. So, like, march on through the rest of this year and moving forward. I'm planning to release new workout splits every four weeks. So, it'll go month by month. And it'll be a program that builds on itself over time. So, you can start whenever you want. But the program will just be, like, a progressive Mm. overload over time. And with that, I'm planning to, with whatever the split is, I'm planning to film and have options for both like at home workouts using dumbbells and minimal equipment, probably like dumbbells and like a booty band, just because those are super helpful and not a piece of equipment that's mm-hmm. hard to come by. Like you can pretty much find those anywhere online as opposed to dumbbells. Like I was on Facebook right. Marketplace this morning placing offers on dumbbells because Tristan and I are like, we need heavier dumbbells. And it, it, yes, they're, so, it, they're so expensive compared to what they used to be yes. and just kind of hard to come by. So um, I want to keep mm-hmm. that in mind that it isn't really that easy or affordable for people to go out and buy a bunch of gym equipment. Um, so with those workouts starting in March yeah. that are updated every four weeks, there will be an in-gym version and an at-home version using minimal equipment um, just to make it accessible for everyone. But I've had such a great response and even people not signing up for the app, just sending me well wishes and are so excited for me. And it just means the world to me that I can put something together like this that is affordable and accessible to everyone. And then on top of the workouts, currently we're building out a community feature within the app that will act similar to like a Facebook group where you can post, ask questions, do lives, all those things. But for the time being, we are having the community hosted on a face, like in a Facebook group. So um, as of right now, people are just starting to introduce themselves, which is so fun. I love like reading everyone's little bios about themselves and like all that good stuff. Um, But I'm going to be posting different things each week for mental wellness, because that's another big part of my first sweat for the soul guide was hit workouts with different like mental wellness topics introduced each week, like affirmations, meditation, journaling, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, And so for this newer um, sweat for the soul guide, which is Mm -hmm. now a program on this app, um, we're going to be doing different like mental and spiritual wellness chats in the Facebook group each week. I'll be posting journal prompts, affirmations, um, sharing meditations that I really like and intentions for the week. And then once a week, we haven't decided on a date yet. I'm still kind of letting everyone roll in and get acquainted with the Facebook page. Um, but we will be either doing a live workout each week or a right. live um, like workshop talking about whatever everyone votes on that week could be breath work, meditation, journaling, yoga, like literally anything. I love talking about all things mental and spiritual wellness and physical wellness. We could do one about like how to set your macros and track them and Mm -hmm. just anything that I can help the community with. I am here to help and um, I'm really excited to see how everything goes. And I'm someone who like, I always feel like I have to get it right and it has to be perfect before I share it. And not that this is like scrapped together. I mean, it has taken a lot Mm -hmm. of time and hard work and effort, but it's not like everything I want it to be quite yet. And that for the first time, that thought gives me hope as opposed to me being like, oh, I didn't do enough or I'm not prepared enough. Like I'm actually so, yes, I'm so excited to hear everyone's feedback about it and how I can make it a better experience for you. Because at the end of the day, this isn't it isn't an experience for me this is an experience I want to help you have and so my main goal is not necessarily like making this app Mm -hmm. I mean obviously like I have a vision for where I want it to go but 
I'm so open to what everyone has to say in terms of their feedback, what they want more of, what they don't really feel is like an important Mm -hmm. feature or an important thing to touch on. And I'm just, again, I think my year, my year of 2020, the word is collaboration because already I have been just much more open to like listening to what other people have to say and, um, how my own vision can align with that, uh, So yeah, that's kind of my little spiel, but Mm -hmm. I'm super excited. And like I said, just excited to see what it grows into and um, have the community continue to grow. But yeah. Thank you. It sounds so amazing. Like I feel so happy for you. Like even though, you know, like, because it's like, it's really nice seeing, you know, young women, you know, take these big leaps into entrepreneurship and just do what they need to do. And like you said, honestly, I feel like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. such a perfectionist. I know it. I'm trying to be better about it because like, you know, just so I can be more go with the flow and trust. And I honestly, over the years, I have gotten so much better at it. I can say that I definitely have. Um, But uh, I think that you know, the best thing for, you know, it makes sense, you know, to see what everybody yeah. thinks of it, which I think everyone will think it's great, but it makes sense, you know, see what people want more of and that like, you're Absolutely. actually listening to, you know, the feedback that you're going to get for the app. And, you know, I feel like any customer or, you know, whoever's going to get it. Would Absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate that more perfectionism, than anything, you know, so yeah. I think perfectionism um, really holds us definitely. back from our potential because we see one perspective of how we want something to unfold and we don't even give ourselves the option to see how it may be Mm -hmm. in a different from a different lens and sometimes that's not even your own lens it's someone else's feedback for you and um I think just creating a positive community where people can share how Mm -hmm. they really feel without obviously without being rude or like hurtful um is not only beneficial for them to learn how to like speak their mind and ask for what they feel they need, but also for me to become a better listener and just provide what is going to be helpful for someone else along their journey. So yeah, I'm really, really excited to see how it all unfolds and continues to grow from here. But even just within, I launched it two days ago and the response that I've gotten and I could see everyone like completing their first workouts and it's just been so, so enjoyable. That's awesome. Well, I truly believe that when you like give, like you receive and, you know, when you're trying to do something with good intention, like you are and trying to make this affordable for everybody and convenient for everybody, like that's awesome. So I think that you you will definitely reap the rewards of it. And um, before we go, I just want you to let people know how they can reach you if they want to, or, you know, if they want yeah, to follow absolutely. you on Instagram or, you know, Twitter absolutely. or whatever. So Instagram um, is probably what your handles active, are. And if you want to reach out, a DM would probably be the best way. Um, and that is Nat B Fit, N A T T, the letter B, and then Fit, F I T. Um, most people always reach out and they're like, hi, Nat. And they spell it with two T's. I really only spell it with one, but when I, went to go make the account nappy fit with one t was taken i always giggle when people like even companies will send me emails and they're like hi nat how Mm -hmm. are you and they spell it with two t's and i'm like that looks so silly but um yeah Yeah. on instagram nappy fit i'm on youtube and it's just my full name natalie bali n-a-t-a-l-i-e last name bali b-a-l-l-y um i'm on twitter and honestly i wish that more like i 
followers are important, but like I I love Twitter. I love the medium of Twitter. I Twitter is great. So much, I feel so much less pressure than Instagram and I can just I just talk about whatever I want. And I honestly, I would say in the last year, my Twitter has become more of like a an electronic diary. Like I really like to share my insightful thoughts there. And it's so much easier because if I mm-hmm. want to share an insightful thought on Instagram, I have to make it look pretty to captivate your attention whereas twitter is always just all words like you go on right. there to read and yeah. so i actually do share a lot of my insightful thoughts in there i don't need to look up what my yeah. handle is because i don't even remember i made it when i was in like middle school um oh actually um i forgot about yeah this. and i'll I definitely i'll leave my twitter handle in the to Matt too. a while ago so it made it people easier to follow me um so same spelling n-a-t-t and fit um but I do Mm -hmm. share a lot of stuff on there and I love sometimes they're just like funny thoughts um and a lot of them are just kind of more like empowering thoughts or just like things that I think about um that I want to share with other people to help them question their beliefs or their practices and all that kind of stuff so I low-key love Twitter and I wish I had like a bigger presence Mm -hmm. on there because I genuinely enjoy it um but yeah, that's where you can find me. And then in my Instagram bio, if you're interested yeah. in the app Instagram bio, there is a link there. And I also have a story highlight where I talk about like all the features of the app, how to go about getting it. Um, but if you're just wanting to do a quick Google search, it is sweat for the soul dot app is the website that will take you there. So um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll make sure to leave all of those handles like in the show notes too. Um, Oh my gosh. Absolutely. But man, thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you for doing this and spending so much time with me and having this in depth. And it was such a good conversation. You don't get to talk to people like this every day. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Vitamin D Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please feel free to leave a review, like, subscribe, share, give me a shout out, give me something. Only if you feel called to, of course. Um, Even if you leave nothing, thank you for listening anyways. It contributes more than you know. And for anyone that was wanting Natalie's handles, they will be left in the show notes. Uh, Once again, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I hope you continue to make vitamin D a part of your daily routine.